to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 256. Was just joking with our guest tonight. He's backstage there, Jamie, maybe about, holy cow, 256. He said, Andrew, it's such an honor to be, you know, 255 people past when you started your show. Uh, but thrilled that we're on 256 here, and I'm thrilled that we are going to talk to uh, Coach Maybe, Jamie Maybe. Jamie's a, a school leader and a baseball coach in North Carolina near the Winston-Salem area. We're going to talk with him in a moment. Uh, but happy opening of schools, everybody, uh, here on the East Coast, uh, Northeast. Uh, schools just kicking off. North Carolina has been in session for, for a little bit. But uh, uh, Education, Leadership, and Beyond, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, here live on Facebook, uh, iTunes, wherever you're taking in the podcast. We are a proud member and, and excited to uh, be on. And thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. If you are listening on iTunes, give us a positive review. Let us know how you feel. Shoot me some feedback, and I'd love to hear from you. The sponsor of today's show, I watched it. I saw it today. The teachers, the staff. Greeting those kids here in Port Jervis schools uh, here in New York, uh, amazing, right? And all of the things I saw were heartfelt acts for teachers, students, and staff. Heartfelt, right? It was authentic. They were real emotions, things they could do. So that is the sponsor of the show is the new book. We're going to get it to uh, Jamie in the mail. Heartfelt acts for teachers, students, and staff. Check it out. Written with my good friends, Brian McCann and Jay Billy. Uh, New England and New Jersey, uh, two great school leaders with a lot of a lot of excerpts. One of them written by Jamie, maybe right. Uh, Call Papa was his thing, and uh, uh, we're going to ask Jamie about his excerpt here in, in, in hats, and uh, uh, that's good stuff. So that is the uh, sponsor of today's show. Shout out to Larry Dake uh, here in New York, also an author and uh, school leader. Larry, good job on the Saney's chat. Uh, yesterday. Let's get rolling. Um, the opening concept here, I just wanted to wish everybody a great school year. Uh, we are starting, right? You're starting the marathon and, um, you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your school, taking care of your kids. Uh, you know, that start of school, as we all know, is so important. And, um, uh, you know, I just wanted to give everybody a shout out and say thank you. Um, and, and, you know, I do a lot of presentations. I spoke a lot this summer to educators uh, everywhere about their practice as educators in, in the school year. And, you know, the start is so important, setting the tone in your classroom, those relationships with kids, um, and getting the year off to a good start. So we're grateful for you educators. We're, we're thankful, uh, that you are doing the work you're doing. And I do wish you all a great school year. It's not easy. Surviving and thriving is real. We know it. Whether you're a new superintendent like Dr. Dake or a veteran uh, like Jamie, uh, you know, in the trenches there, uh, surviving and thriving is real. So take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Let's bring Jamie uh, in the show here. Um, uh, and this is Jamie, maybe assistant principal uh, in uh, the Winston-Salem area. Jamie, it's an honor to have you on the program. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. And Pofftown, North Carolina, spelled P-F-F-A-F-F-T-O-W-N. 
in the 27040. Oh, you rocking it? You rocking this? Is that the zip yeah. or is that the area? That's code? the zip. That's the zip. Okay. Yes. He rocking it. Yeah, he liking that. Shout out to Pop Town. Uh, well, this is Jamie, maybe uh, everybody, assistant principal, North Carolina native, and a super uh, guy. Uh, Jamie, welcome. Uh, and thanks for coming on. How are you doing? How is your school year? Tell us, tell us how you started out. The school year has been phenomenal. Uh, this is my first year back at Reagan. I was uh, helped open the school in 2005. I was the baseball coach there for for eight years. Was there a total of nine years, and uh, was able to come back as an assistant principal. Uh, it's just been a phenomenal year. Our school is has 2,200 students, give or take a few. Uh, and seeing a lot of faces, uh, new faces, old teachers that I knew. Uh, it's just been uh, a whirlwind of a week. And Jamie, is it different for you coming back as an administrator, people that were your colleagues, teachers, and now, you know, people perceive, right, the assistant principal, supervisor. Is it different now uh, being back? It is. Uh, you know, there was an old adage that, you know, moving from the classroom to the to the main office is, is difficult at the same school. But but I had a little time in between, say, eight years, uh, roughly half the 40 percent of the staff still there. Um, in fact, some of the students, when I walk down the hall, some of them call me coach. Uh, so that's a little bit different. But I had some time in between. And during my time there, I was a, a teacher leader. I was a sit chair for a year, uh, led PLTs. And um, so I think that's helped me being seen as a leader. But but certainly the time away and, and having administrative experience at other places uh, has helped. Yeah. And Jamie, that time away, what are what are some strategies, some skills that you think you're bringing back that maybe you didn't have when you were there the first time? What are what are some different skills you're bringing back? Oh man, it's just a it's a it's a different perspective. Um, you know, my wife, she's a teacher. Sometimes she says I live in the ivory tower, so to speak. Uh, so we kind of butt heads a little bit about philosophies when I get home, but it's just different when you're an administrator. Uh, then when you're a teacher, you're seeing a, a different perspective, the whole school versus I was a physical education teacher, even though I was the department chair, I sat in the department meetings, I didn't have a true appreciation of the good for the whole school like like I do now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and we got some people watching here live, jump in the show again, a shout out to Larry doing that. But if you're watching, jump in with a question for Jamie or I. Uh, Jamie, how about starting the year, right? You're back there. What are some initiatives at the school? You and your leadership team, you talk. What are some initiatives that you're looking to accomplish? Reagan is a, is a, a fantastic school. Uh, it's, a, it's an A-plus school. Has led the state of North Carolina in growth over the last few years and, and in the top, probably will be in the top five this year. Uh, one of the focuses on literacy uh, it's embedded in all the classes. The principal's done a great job pushing that out to the teachers. They've embraced it, and it's certainly proven to help our students. What else you got going on? Give us some more. Give us some others. Can't for, me, uh, for me, uh, I was a little bit late add-on um, with my athletic experience. I'm, I'm kind of in charge of the athletic department, even though we have an, an athletic director. I kind of his go-to guy. Uh, my office is, you know how – 
administrative offices, they have uh, the principals, and then they have the student services. Mine's just one over on the student services side. So I think that's probably by design. Uh, it's, it's kind of a nice office anyway, but, but I'll be doing the core behavior team, MTSS, and, and kind of leading student services in that area. Nice. And Jamie, when you reflected, when you took this job and you sat down and you had your notebook in front of you and, you know, nobody telling you what to do, not your superintendent, not your principal, you showing up on the job. What did you tell yourself? Hey, this is, this is what I want to accomplish. This is who I'm going to be, uh, back at Reagan. Well, when I walked in the building, uh, it's familiar. Uh, that was for sure. But but mainly, I want to walk around and and I've got to 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 learn my people. I've got to learn the staff. I've got to learn the students. Uh, I have to be seen as someone who's trusted, someone that they can come to for advice when things aren't going well. Not just the 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 assistant principal who's the gotcha guy when you're tardy. Uh, but I, mainly my focus is, is learning who the students are and who the staff are. Yeah. It's all about the people. Yes, sir. You got to know your people. For sure. Jamie, I know you mentioned baseball a couple of times. You are a baseball lifer. You're a baseball lover. Um, what are some lessons that you've taken from the diamond? Uh, again, our friend Larry Dake uh, is watching. I love Larry wrote a piece about hitting singles, right? Looking to put the bat on the ball and make a, you know, make it make a play. Not swinging for the fences, but hitting singles. Uh, that's one something he put out there. Well, give me a couple baseball analogies that you bring each day with you uh, in your leadership as a school leader. Uh, I like the singles, but doubles don't bother me. Uh, every, now and again, every now and again, a home run helps helps a little bit too. Uh, as a competitor, uh, baseball, the, the scoreboard's different. Um, you know, there's not a, a, a set nine innings. Um, although you have a team, your team is your staff, and it, it has to be a diverse group. You can't have all left fielders. That's not a good baseball team, nor is it a good uh, school when you only have everybody's not the same. So having a diverse group that work well together, that's the challenge. And, you know, I guess my analogy would be like Bull Durham, uh, the old old saying in Bull Durham, uh, you win some, you lose some. And some days you get rained out. So you just turn the scoreboard off, come in the next morning and, and go at it again. And how about errors? Errors are part of the game, uh, but they can win a lose game. They can be they can be harmful sometimes. How do you, as a coach and as a leader, deal with those errors? You know, in school, uh, depending on who it is, uh, depending on the severity. I mean, there are some some errors that occur that exclude you, uh, and that's whether it's a staff member or whether it's a student. Uh, I want to be the kind of administrator that that has open dialogue that that when mistakes happen, we can recover from ninety nine point nine percent of those. Nothing's ever fatal, I don't think. Uh, so I think we're going to be able to recover that. Let's let's set a plan together and let's figure this out and let's get through it and, and move forward. Yeah. And, and Jamie, uh, you know, football is starting tonight. We got a robust audience here. Yes, they're skipping the Detroit uh, game, and uh, uh, who uh, the, who's playing? Um, Kansas City. Uh, and Kelsey's out. Here, but 
um, you know, what, what as a Baseball guy, what what did you think of the changes uh, implemented? Trying to speed up the game and make it a little more uh, exciting. There, what'd you what'd you think of all of that? Well, sometimes when I, you know, I'm middle aged. I think middle aged, over middle aged. I'm fifty one. No, no, you're old. You're over middle aged. You're old. <laughs> so you know, man. when you're I old. harp on the way things used to be and how they should be, my wife calls me Papa. She's like Papa, settle down. It's okay. Um, I I wasn't big on the changes, but we were able to to go see a few games this year. My youngest son likes baseball. We were able to see a couple minor league games. We saw the Braves play, and you know, you're hour and a half in. You look up, it's the sixth inning. Uh, now we're working. You saw the with who some. play? We saw the you Atlanta saw the Braves. We saw the, the Gwinnett who? Stripers. <laughs> you, saw, you saw that what? Yeah, Did they still are they still match? playing? Nice. <laughs> oh, that was my grandfather's favorite man. team. I don't know why, but the man loved the Mets. Papa loved the Mets. Loved the Mets. Well, my my grandfather. Now, my dad. Oh, he's he's kind of a Braves man. Yeah, sixty nine Mets, bro. I had the hearts of many. Seaver <laughs> could do it. Uh, he could do it. I, I like the changes, and I looking at the umpires. They had a hard time, you know, enforcing the guy the strikes and. Uh, but I like speeding that up and, and those changes. Um, Jamie, speaking of baseball and your coaches, you know, your the, your coaches have been your mentors. They really have shaped you. You've had some great mentors and friends, including our friend Kevin Spienauer. Um Tell me some of the takeaways that you've had from some of these great men in your life. I have been through my life, which is, I guess, makes it exciting for me to be able to give back. But but through teachers uh, and coaches have, have been extraordinary. I can't say all my coaches through junior high and high school were great coaches, um, but as I've learned since then, they're great men, and they've done things for me throughout my life. Uh, in fact, I just saw one of my high school coaches a couple of days ago. Um, they've been tremendous men and, and taught me many things. Um, not necessarily that it's just baseball, but it, but it's about people. It's about getting people to to work together and for the common good. But I've had some good mentors. Uh, one was Stan Elrod. He was the first principal at Reagan High School. Uh, passed away just this past year. He had retired and run for the school board and had been elected to the school board here in our system uh, and tragically passed away. But he was my principal for six years. Uh, wow. and, and I had a, a direct line to his office. Um, he was able to, my, when my boys were little children had free reign around him. He was, uh, he, you know, like a lot of schools, uh, teachers, children's come in and out. My children would often be in his office sitting there eating candy. And I'm like, dude, what are y'all doing? It's time to get out of here. And he's like, nah, they're fine. They're fine. Leave alone. Mm -hmm. But Mr. Elrod, he, when I got into the admin thing, um, I did an interview for a paper with him. He said, there's three things that you need to know. I was like, just three. He goes, three. That's all you need to know. Uh, he said, you need to keep the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is our students. He was unapologetically students first. And this was 10, 12 years ago when it wasn't in vogue. And he didn't really say it like that, but he was always students first. Uh, number two, he told me, he said, hire great people and get out of their way. 
when they need help, you need to provide support. But other than that, hire great people and get out of their way. And the last thing he told me in that was you get what you inspect, not what you expect. And, and those are three things that he did that, that remained for me. Um, he was always good to me. Um, he, my wife worked for him at a different high school and I think he liked me mostly because of her and tolerated me because of her, <laughs> but, but he was certainly someone that could command a room and he could, he, he was amazing with people, no matter who it was. It could be me, the baseball coach. It could be, uh, the custodian, the secretary, um, the booster club president, uh, the man that comes and fixes the grass. It didn't matter for him. He was able to connect with all people. And he, he was very powerful and, and taught me a lot. Uh, the man you talked about, Mr. Kevin Spainauer, um, you know, I, I never felt like I worked for him. Uh, we're similar ages. Uh, when I got hired, the first time he called me, he said, how do we not know each other? Because we know all the same people. Um, yeah, sure. In our small place, um, I worked with Kevin for Kevin. He was the principal for probably six or seven years. Uh, just an incredible leader. Um, the thing that I can say about him is he never puts the job above people. Uh, he never did. He was a, a fantastic decision maker. He didn't always make them in the time that I wanted him to. Like, hey, let's go. Let's let's go. Let's speed this up. Let's um, speed the game up. <laughs> but I saw him. I saw him make, golly, thousands, thousands of decisions. And the one thing that I'll always take away from it is he never made decisions about people's livelihood or about students' academic career or their school, he never did that out of fear. Uh, fear was never a factor uh, with him as far as decision-making. He wanted to do the right thing. And sometimes I would say, why are we doing this? He'd go, because it's the right thing. Okay, 10-4, let's move on. But, uh, and the other thing that sticks with me, he, he was never a gotcha guy. You know, if you're a, a basketball coach, you play an hour and a half away on Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, you're 20 minutes late coming in because you got home at 1.30 in the morning or whatever it is. He's not the guy that's standing there saying, hey, why are you late today? Uh, never a gotcha guy. Always trust, always trusting the adults to do what they are supposed to do in their time that they do that. And, and those two guys have, have kind of helped shape what I do and, and how I go about doing it. Now you mix in your own, um, you know, your own personality that has to play a leading part in that as well. Absolutely. And uh, uh, you're lucky to have learned from them. And I love how you gave those three things from Mr. Uh, I'll never forget them. There. Never forget them. That's em. right. Maybe maybe a book, Jamie. Maybe some book. You know, he he he, he he he's got a lot of Elrodisms. He had a thing called uh, a skinny rabbit, and that's certainly a story in a book for you. Is you know, if you come in and go, um, I don't know the 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 dryer's messed up in the back locker room. I mean, that's a skinny rabbit. I don't have time to worry about that. 
you know, and, and he was taught that by a man named, I think, uh, Bob Deaton, who was the principal at R.J. Reynolds. Uh, he's like, that's a skinny rabbit. Now, we still have to take care of the skinny rabbits, but, you know, it's 730 in the morning. I'm sitting here drinking my coffee and you're talking about the dryer. So he's like, that's a skinny <laughs> rabbit. But he had a ton of those. Uh, and, you know, I think his birthday was just past week. So there's a lot of Facebook chatter and and folks putting stuff on Facebook of of things he said and things like that. I'm smelling the book, my friend. <laughs> I can write at least one thing in the book. Hey, and I made a mistake. It wasn't Hatch. You participated in uh, Dad's Leaders and Father Figures. That's the Papa. one. That's yeah. the one. Tell me, uh, tell me, how was that journey for you? Uh, Jamie was gracious enough to write uh, as a guest of Kevin and mine in, in Dad's Leaders and Father Figures. He wrote a tremendous <clears throat> story. You had two? Did you write two? You had two I wrote just, two. Uh, one may have gotten edited, but that's all right. That that might my, my, right. oh, still on the floor somewhere. Part two. Tell me, tell me about that process for you, and how did that feel for you uh, being part of the book? Um, it, it was good. Uh, the process for me was a lot like going through my administrative add-on license, writing stuff, cranking it out. Um, the thing that I enjoyed, uh, you know, complete freedom to pick whatever story that you've lived. So as far as being a mm -hmm. father, and and I've had tremendous. Um, men in my life, my dad, uh, I've got an uncle named Marty, my grandfather, I've had tremendous people in my life that have shown me things to do. But the memories that that you call were able to call upon, trying to hammer out, you know, hey, what can I what can I put on paper here? And started out with about five or six different things, you know, an outline, rough outline and um, not on paper now, I was typing it, uh, but I would just go back and forth, you know, and, and it, it was pretty extensive. It took a while uh, to, to hammer out, but I think my favorite part was just the memories that it, it called upon uh, with them, the people, the men in my life and, and both boys to, to come upon. Yeah. It was a great story. Well written. <laughs> Call Papa was uh, uh, Jamie's uh, excerpt there. You mentioned your boys a couple times uh, here, and you have one in college, one senior in high school. You know, tell me about being a dad to young men in 2023. How has that journey been for you? It is, you know, if I tell, if I can tell boys anything, um, it's this marry the right woman. Cause if you do, then it's gonna, it's gonna make your life a lot easier. Uh, and my wife and I are in tune with them. Uh, I have two, one's name's Truett. He's a sophomore at Appalachian state and Bryce is a senior at a local high school here, Atkins high school. Uh, we just dropped Truett off a couple weeks ago for his sophomore year. He was ready to go. And, uh, now Bryce is two weeks in it's, um, it's different in today's climate more than it was, you know, like we talked about, I'm 51 phones are a thing. They're not going away. Uh, they're an everyday thing. Uh, but as far as for us leading them, we're in the, I think the friendship phase of our relationship. And I think this will last until, you know, God forbid, you know, one of us dies. I know it'll be me first, hopefully. Um, but I think we're in the friendship phase where, Right now, I'm in a group text. We have a text with each other. Uh, I have a text group with mom, 
and one boy, mom and both boys. Uh, so we communicate that way a lot because our lives are, are hectic and Truett's far away. But, you know, I'm looking to be their best friend. I'm looking to be their confidant. I'm looking to find things that they enjoy doing. I'm looking to, to be the guy that, you know, when life throws you the O2 curveball that you can't help but swing, and I want to be the guy that walks back to the dugout with you because I need to see you right when that happens, not two days from now, but I need to be involved and see you at that time. Um, but that has limits. Uh, it's hard, you know, as you'll find out, it's it's hard to tell my 20-year-old, my hey, buddy, bedtime's at midnight. He's in, he's in Boone. He's an hour and a half away. He's, he's listening to me going, what? So it, it's a different relationships. Um, you know, like I said, we have individual and group text. One thing that that I did declare this year, I, I had an idea for us to to have start journaling as a family. So I bought a notebook for all of us. Uh, of course, Tabitha was on board and she got to pick her notebook first. So before we bought the other ones. But somebody just throw it like three days a week, guys. Give me three days. We'll put three things out there, Tuesday, Thursday, and then one on the weekend. And you just write whatever prompt is given. Uh, sometimes I Google it. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and think about it. Sometimes it's Tabitha. Sometimes one of the boys has an idea. But three days a week for them to, to invest in themselves a little bit. Um, and to, to have time away from their, their phones, which is what we're working on right now. I think every parent is working on that right now, Jamie, and that's a great idea, man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe another excerpt. I do one of the, uh, you know, I do a journal idea and then a challenge. So this weekend's challenge is, you know, one hour a day, turn your phone off, not on, um, not on airplane mode, but turn it off and put it away. Not while you're taking a nap. You have to be awake during this one hour. Uh, turn it off and and just see where your mind can go. Yeah, Go somewhere without it uh, and, and live without the world at your fingertips, so to speak. I love it. I love that idea. The Marauders might hear that uh, uh, this weekend. Um, Jamie, that's a, that's a great idea. Uh, another thing you've been started to dabble in is uh, uh, barbecue. Forgive my if I'm using the wrong vocabulary. You call it smoking. Uh, I did want to give a shout out. I, I brought, I got you my sauce barbecue cup. Yeah, I like that. Out there, you know, I like it. You. That's something that you've been you picked up here from the pandemic and on. It, pandemic. Um, it's it's a. I read a meme. I guess after I bought my smoker that said, you know, once you become middle age, you do one of two things. You become engrossed in World War II history or you buy yourself a smoker. So I went with the second <laughs> one and, and bought the smoker. But um, right before the pandemic, I had looked and looked and looked and and looked on Craigslist. Kind of a, a crazy story. Emailed the guy. He emailed me back and said, hey are you the Jamie Mabe that went to South Stokes high school? And I said, that's me. He goes, well, I'm said his name said I'm Burton Shelton and, and we're in kindergarten class together, K through 12. Oh my so God. he lives literally three miles from here. So I went over, talked to him. He sold it to me, brought it over. And then 
about a week later, the pandemic, the shutdown happened. So wow. throughout the pandemic, I've had the opportunity, you know, to, to make different things. It's become pork shoulders, briskets, uh, ribs. Uh, now, so, you know, barbecue in North Carolina is a food. Yes. We grill out. No. Yeah, we grill out. You know, probably north of Virginia, you barbecue. Uh, so here we grill out instead of just barbecuing, but, uh, it's a fun, fun thing for me. I like to try different things, but mainly it's a time where if it takes 12 hours, you know, I've got to do the prep work. And then once it's started, I'm at home, I'm not going anywhere. So I'm, I'm, I've, you know, kind of the thing with the phone with my boys, I'm here, I'm around the house. Yeah. Uh, I have no plans to go anywhere. If someone calls, it's going to have to be an emergency for me to leave. So that's the thing that I enjoy. But I, but I do enjoy giving it to other people. Uh, some lie and say they like it. I don't, I don't know if they really do or not. But the, the folks that keep asking for more and more, they really enjoy it. And and I actually <laughs> got really to cater. <laughs> I got to cater my oldest graduation party. So Tabitha put that on. There. Uh, so I did some some pulled pork chopped barbecue for that. So it was a good, good time. I enjoy it. Now, let uh, me, let me ask you a dumb question. Now I'm a New Yorker here. Yeah. I'm smoking. I'm thinking you're going out back. But <laughs> I, so the, You got the chips and the smoke is going across and it's the meat is not on the flame. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. It's called an indirect heat. What I have is a uh, Kabato Joe. It's kind of a big green egg. Um, so I put lump charcoal in the bottom and then you put heat deflectors. So it heats the egg and the smoke kind of gets into the meat and it just cooks indirectly. So it takes, it takes a while to, to cook a 10 pound pork yeah. shoulder. And you got them turning, Don't turn it. There, or is you just put it in and you leave it, put it in and leave it. Let it ride is what they say in the business. <laughs> Well, I hope I haven't come and see you or vacuum ship that up here, but I'll, now, I'll give you a little taste the, test, maybe. My, my man at West Stokes, Forrest Munden, uh, you probably heard his name a couple times. He is my smoking sensei. So if I ever have okay. questions, I, I call him and he's the one that helps me out. Well, I'm going to put a couple of challenges out to you, Jamie. Number one, baseball. Number two, you said three things. Uh, from your, your mentor there or smoking, but I'd love for you to uh, write a blog, a leadership blog. Is there a, can you learn something about smoking meat that we can put on paper? Certainly the three things from Al Rod, that would be great, but uh, yeah, you've given me, you. you've given me something to think about tonight. That'll be what I yeah. think about uh, at halftime of the game, I guess, when it's home. There we go. There we go. Jamie, uh, uh, we're going to come down the stretch here uh, for the show, but was there something that uh, I didn't ask you that you did want to talk about before we get to rapid fire? Off topic, but, you know, been a little rough week for us parrot heads. Jimmy Buffett passed away, a uh, mm -hmm. huge fan of his. Um, made me think one of, the, one of the things I've done with my oldest is last, I don't know, April or May, he went to the concert with us. He's a concert guy. So that's one of the things I, I wanted to do with him. And, you know, he, he actually sent me a text. He was the first one to tell me. Um, he, oh, wow. he sent a text that said, RIP Jimmy Buffett, because that's, that's what the younger kids do now, RIP. And uh, so I told him, you know, 
that's one of the the best memories I'll ever have is, is going to that concert with you. So that that's that's something that that we're a memory we'll always have. Cheeseburger in paradise, baby. Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Jamie, let's roll here. This is uh, uh, rapid fire. These are quick questions. I know you're in North Carolina, but this is New York City traffic. We're moving quick. Are you ready? Got you, dog. Here we go. Here we go. Jamie, maybe. Last book you read. Ooh, called Clubby. Uh, it was on Kindle. Uh, Kindle kind of knows your habits, so to speak. So they'll throw books on there and they'll say, Ooh, yeah, uh, here's the next one for $5. Uh, it's about a minor league baseball team clubhouse manager. Uh, in the queue, so to speak, I've got President Obama's autobiography. I've, I've read the autobiography for all the presidents back to probably Reagan. So that's a little, oh, wow. a little long fact. I don't know if Carter even wrote one, but, but I would read his if I had to. So I've tried to keep that up. So, so President Obama's on in the queue. Last movie you saw? Ooh. Probably Goodfellas on TV. <laughs> hey, <laughs> on TV. How do you go it. by that movie? How do you go by that movie my, or not? My cousins, my, my step cousins. <laughs> but if my wife, <laughs> so probably my wife wouldn't have movie night. She picked the hunt for red October a couple, a few weeks ago before Truett went back to school. And, you know, they were just, they're like, what are we doing? So it was, it was one of those two. Favorite dish besides smoked meat. Steak. That's not necessarily steak, a baby. dish, but uh, uh, I'm a steak and potatoes guy. Uh, if I had to say dish, shrimp scampi. Favorite place to travel? Charleston. You get to go every summer. My wife played softball at Charleston Southern. She loves that place. So we go back once or twice every year. Beautiful spot. Jamie and I got to spend a long weekend in Savannah. Uh, that was a lot of fun, but Charleston is a great spot there. On January 1st, I will be glad that I fill in the blank. That's a we for me. Um Actually, it's for Tabitha on January 1st. I will be glad that she will be finished with her last chemotherapy treatment. She's on the the last legs of, of her, her treatment for breast cancer. But I think we're going to finish up hopefully in about uh, mid to late November. So on January 1st, we hope to have that in the rearview mirror. Me too. God bless the maybe family there. Uh, the best leaders are the best because fill in the blank. They put people first. You talked a lot about that on this program. Yes. Yes. I think, you know, there's, there's sports, there's subjects, uh, there's buildings. Um, but the people schools without students are just buildings. Uh, so they're, they're the focus as Mr. Hellrod said, they're the main thing. As Mrs. Jordan said, it's just a sneaker until Michael steps in it. It's just a classroom until the teachers step in it. Besides yes. the coaching and leadership journal, uh, of course, from Dan Spanauer, what is a journal or a blog you subscribe to? Uh, I'm a podcast guy. Um, I have a, a subscribed to several, but but the one I listen to the most is called Dugouts Chatters by Jeremy Sheetinger. 
Schiedinger. Uh, he's a coach in Georgia, has just uh, a variety of people. Uh, they're coaches, but the topics are, are, are different as far as leadership goes. Uh, sometimes on trips, we just play, you know, roulette with, with podcast and just type in leadership. What can you get uh, on a podcast with leadership and just listen to a variety of things? Hopefully education, leadership and beyond yes. gets in the, in the room. Oh, that's number there. one. Uh, <laughs> number one. One on the most played, baby. 256. Nowhere to go but up. <laughs> <laughs> what is a pet peeve of yours, Jamie? People who are late. Ooh. Don't know why. I don't know why. But it just, it bothers me. I'm with you. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel fill in the blank. Relaxed. I'm having a little coffee. Um, probably chilling outside, throwing the ball with my two labs. Uh, getting the TV ready, maybe throwing some 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 coals in the smoker. But but Saturday morning, I'm relaxed. And depending on how long the football game lasted or how far away it was, could be a little tired, but still relaxed. I remember having coffee with you early on our trip uh, to Savannah there. That was a nice time. I think we went for a little walk together. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah, I remember on the Early riser as well. Um, best takeaway from this show for our guests? I think to, 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 to go out and network, to, to find other people, they don't have to, to do the same thing that you do as far as their job. Uh, there are leaders in all types, every, everywhere, uh, even in restaurants, there are leaders, but to, to go out and find people who, who also lead and, and network with them, uh, and, and talk to them about their ideas and, and essentially steal stuff that you can take back to your place to make it better. Great answer, bro. Great answer. Something about Jamie, maybe that people do not know about. <sighs> I was going to say breast cancer, but that's my wife. That's, that's a little bit. Um, I guess everybody knows I enjoy cooking. That's one. I enjoy cooking. Yeah. Amen to that. I'm looking forward to tasting that smoked meat. Jamie, uh, you mentioned your school, uh, coaching. What, what's the best way people can get in touch with you? Uh, they can send me an email at jamiemabe, the number five, at gmail.com. Um, that's the best way to get in touch with me. Um, let's see. I don't I think I got my my Twitter or X now, I think it's called, right? X. Is uh, jamie underscore mabe, M-A-B-E, J-A-M-I-E underscore M-A-B-E. Um, you know, love to hear from people. Certainly, if they've got recipes for the smoker, have questions, or if they have ideas, uh, certainly ideas that can implement at different schools, things that, that's worked at their school that could help our students. We're certainly, certainly looking for that. Friends, this is Jamie uh, Mabe here from North Carolina, a great guy, great father. Uh, check him out. He did right again, an excerpt in Dad's Leaders and Father <laughs> Figures. And, uh, Appreciate Kevin Spanauer bringing us together. Jamie, it's an honor to have you on. Yeah, you're a great spirit and, and certainly a good friend. Uh, nice to be connected to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. 
And uh, I wish the best to your wife, health, and, and raising your boys, and uh, certainly on your journey, uh, journey back at Reagan. Thank you. All right. We are going to sign off here. Show 256, friends. If I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out on X, as Jamie called it, uh, at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Uh, check out Hats. Jamie, I'll get a couple copies in the mail to you, uh, but check out Hats on Amazon. Uh, for your school, if you're interested, bulk copies, uh, reach out to me and uh, we'll ship those to you directly. We're going to sign off uh, here on show 256. Again, Jamie uh, may be here. Uh, Jamie, wish you the best. Uh, everybody keep surviving and thriving, friends. Stay on the line, Jamie. <laughs>